Hey mama, are you wanting to feel confident, strong, and your absolute sexiest in your postpartum body? Or maybe you are wanting to crush it during labor and have the birth experience of your dreams. If that's you, then you are in the right place. This is the Fit Mama podcast, and I am your fitness bestie and host, Sarah. I'm a certified prenatal and postnatal fitness specialist, certified Pilates teacher, and certified yoga instructor. I'm also, and more importantly, a certified hot mess mama with a two-year-old toddler boy who always keeps me on my toes and newborn twin girls. In this podcast, I spill all of my best tips and tricks as a personal trainer and as a mother so you can be your most confident and healthiest self. So settle in, grab a cup of coffee, and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Fit Mama podcast. No, that is not your speaker playing tricks on you. My voice actually does sound this bad. I am just now getting it back. I kind of lost it last week. We have been sick with some sort of upper respiratory infection. It's what we get for taking our child to one of these indoor play places. Honestly, we just took him to a indoor Petri dish. So I don't know what I was expecting, but I'm here still with somewhat of a voice. And so I did want to get back into the podcast game because I miss talking to you guys and I've had a lot of questions and a lot of topics come up over the last few weeks. And so let's not delay it any longer and we'll jump right in. And you know, speaking of questions that I've been getting, I realized just now as I've been pouring my coffee that I have not done like the follower question of the week in a while. Like it's been a hot minute. I don't know how long, to be honest. I think I just completely forgot about that part of the podcast. And so I've still been talking to you guys in the DMs. I've just forgotten to share some of those questions here. So I want to jump back into it today because I got a really good question this last week from one of my followers who is hoping to get pregnant in the next year. And her main question was, what do I do if I'm not actively trying, but I want to be in a really good spot to try to conceive in the next like nine months or so? And so my first advice to her was this, habits are everything. They are truly the key to being able to conceive and also to have a healthy pregnancy and healthy postpartum because your habits define your life and habits are way harder to develop once you are in the middle of first trimester morning sickness or you are in like the throes of postpartum. That is not the time that you want to start building a habit. You want to start building them now. And so she and I talked a little bit about some of the habits that she already had in terms of her nutrition, her exercise. Those were more specific to her. But what I will say is if you are looking for some really practical habits to implement in your life right now, here they are. Ready? Pen and paper. First off, you need to become a hydrated queen. Okay. It's not enough anymore for us to just down like two espressos and a Red Bull and call it a day, okay? You're going to have to put some effort into it, actually drink some water. Buy whatever cute cup or tumbler or thermos or whatever you need to motivate you, but drink enough water for your urine to be a pale, pale yellow, okay? Second up, with your food, I want you to start thinking in this order. Protein, fruits and veggies, carbs. In that order, okay? That's how we're going to build 
our meals use fat as your garnish or as like your cooking medium, okay? So first think about whatever protein you're going to eat because most women are not eating enough protein and you need an abundance of protein when you are trying to build a human. Then I want you to think fruits and veggies because that's where you're getting all of those yummy vitamins and minerals that you need to keep everything on track. And again, nutrients are important when you're trying to grow a baby. And then last off, the carbs, because carbs are life, okay? I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you're not eating bread in your life, that's not a happy way to be. And if you're not happy, then why are you trying to have kids? Eat carbs, use fat, like I said, as either your garnish, so topping it with a little bit of cheese or whatever, or sauces with like yogurt, or you can use it as your main cooking oils or methods, okay? So that's with your nutrition. And with exercise, girl, you better be moving, Every day, some way, every day, you got to move. And you need to set it like it is a priority for you. Put it on your to-do list as like one of your top items that has got to get done. I don't want you putting yourself at the bottom of the to-do list anymore. That is quite possibly the most harmful thing you can do when you're thinking about having a baby. Because if you put yourself at the bottom now, before there are kids or more kids involved, honey, when a child comes you will forever be at the bottom of that list. And that is the quickest way to burn out as a mother. You need to learn starting now to unapologetically take time to take care of yourself. And working out is one of the best ways you can do that. So those are my top tips for when you are getting ready to try to conceive. I don't know why I said them so sassy now that I'm like listening back. I edit these while I record, by the way, but I'm listening back and thinking, wow, that came out really sassy, but it's something about the voice today has just got me channeling my inner Lindsay Lohan from like the early 2000s. So every teen movie, I just feel like the voice is giving Lindsay and a sassy Lindsay at that. So that's what, that's the tone we're going to roll with today. And honestly, maybe that tone is a bit appropriate for the topic of conversation today, which is how decision fatigue is literally killing your fitness goals. And I had originally planned a totally different podcast topic today, but I saw decision fatigue play out in front of my eyes this morning with my husband. And so I'm going to tell this story of what just happened to us like two hours ago and then how I can see that in my own life and how that has affected my fitness goals, my life since becoming a mother And I'm sure that all of you can relate to this feeling. And I want to give you some steps that I took to combat that decision fatigue. So this morning, my toddler was finally feeling well enough to be able to go to a summer camp that my sister-in-law is hosting. Like he's not coughing anymore. He's not feverish. He's really not contagious. And so we thought, okay, we'll take him, drop him off so he can spend a few hours playing with Legos and like being with his aunt because he adores her. Here's the issue. Because my toddler has been so sick, none of us have really had a break from like childcare in a week and a half now. And I'm used to that. I'm used to going long periods of time where I don't have any support. I mean, for goodness sakes, like I had my first child in the middle of COVID. There was zero support, zero like village or whatever you want to call it. I am very adapted to this. However, my husband is not. And my husband was not used to being the primary caretaker of my toddler 
until we had the twins. And since having the twins, he has really focused on spending way more time with our toddler so that I can actually attend to the twins. And usually that's not a big deal because I take the toddler then to daycare for just a few hours a day so my husband can get his work done, I can get my work done. And we all have our break, right? Or at least like my husband has had this break every day. But because my toddler has been sick and he hasn't had a break, he was feeling totally burnt out. And so this morning I tell him, hey, I'm going to go drop off Milan at summer camp. Do you want to go to a coffee shop for a little bit while he's there? Do you want to do like X, Y, Z? I'm presenting him with some different options. And he looks so dazed and confused. And like he told me, the thing is, I don't feel good right now. Like I want to be able to change my environment a little bit. I want to be able to change what I'm doing, but I don't even know what to do. And I feel like every single mom who just heard that can relate because our partners have come to us when we have been like so burnt out, we so need a break. And they'll tell us like, hey, why don't you just go for like an hour or two, like go do whatever you want. And we just sit there like totally blank faced. We have no idea what we want to do. This is where a lot of us feel totally lost in motherhood because it's like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Like, what would I do with an hour of free time? And then you go out and you're like sending texts to your partner about how your child is doing and you feel bad about being out. And that's a whole other subject. But regardless, we feel like we've lost ourselves, that we have no identity anymore. But it's not really that. The issue is that we have decision fatigue. Because we have spent so much time making choices for our children, for our partners, for our homes, for our to-do lists. Like, all we do is make decisions for everyone else around us so that when it comes time for us to make a decision about what we actually want or need, we're totally paralyzed. We are exhausted. This is also why for Mother's Day, you see moms saying on social media, they make the reels and the TikToks saying like, What I want for Mother's Day this year is for you to just take care of the kids. Like, and not just take care of them, like doing the bare minimum, but like actually take care of the home, do all of these things and make all of these decisions that I normally have to do. Because I don't want you to take care of the kids if that means that tomorrow my whole life is screwed because all you did was sit them in front of a screen and let the house get absolutely destroyed. So the next day I'm dealing with tantrums and a dirty house that I have to clean, right? Like moms want relief from decision fatigue. We want our partners to take responsibility from start to finish of a project or a plan, right? We want our lives to have a little bit of relief so that we do have the time and space and mental capacity to make a decision for ourselves when we have the opportunity to take some time. Now, if you can't really relate to this, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the rest of this podcast is probably not going to make much sense to you either. But if you can relate, let me tell you why this decision fatigue is what is making working out so mentally exhausting for you, right? And it starts from the moment that the thought crosses your mind that you need to work out. Because working out is not just as simple as like stopping in place and doing some jumping jacks. Although if you want to do that, like you do you boo. But most of the time it's going to mean we have to change our clothes. We've got to find a space. It's going to have to be at a time of day when the kids aren't bothering us. Or we've got to figure out how to entertain them so we can get the workout in. 
we've got to roll out a mat. Like these things all that factor into the workout before it even begins. And then there's the whole subject of whether or not you have a goal in mind, right? Like the workout itself and what that is going to consist of. Because there's a big difference between just moving your body and then working out towards a specific goal. Like if I just want to move my body, I can walk out my door right now, like kids in tow and just start walking. Like that's fine. And some days that's all I do in terms of quote unquote working out. I'm really just moving my body. But a lot of the times when we're working out, it's because we have a specific goal in mind. If the thought crosses your mind of like, I should work out, why? Why is my next question? What's the purpose behind that? Because most likely you have got a goal in mind and that goal can be something like having a natural childbirth. It could be because you're wanting to heal your body postpartum. It's because you don't feel very confident right now. It's because you want to have good heart health because someone in your family just had a big like health scare. All of these are valid reasons, right? And they are great goals to work towards. However, not every workout is going to inch you closer to some of those goals, right? If my plan is that I want to have a natural childbirth, okay, and my workout of choice is crunches, that's not going to help. If anything, that's going to hurt, right? So the workout needs to be tailored to the goal that you have in mind. If I have the goal of running the Boston Marathon, and the workout that I choose to do is a random arm workout from some girl on YouTube, that's not going to do it. Looking up a random Pinterest hit workout is not going to get me looking like Kourtney Kardashian if that's my goal, which it's not, just to be very clear. But what I'm saying is there's a decision or multiple decisions that go into the workout itself, what it is that you're going to do once you finally do get changed to make the space and entertain the kids and all of that stuff. Then you got to figure out what the heck you're going to do once you're there. And then during the workout, if your kids are awake, you can be interrupted with a million decisions. And so by the end of the day, we just feel like this was not fun. This was not helpful. I hate this. Why do I even have to do this? It makes us have these negative thoughts and emotions connected to exercise, which make us far less likely to repeat it again in the future. And while we're at it, I'm going to let you in on another little secret Uh, This also happens with your nutrition, right? Because you're trying to look up for like the hundredth time, some kind of healthy recipe off of Pinterest, and you've heard of a thousand different diets that you've got to try, and -and so-and-so's third cousin twice removed tried the keto intermittent fasting raw vegan diet, and that helped them lose a hundred pounds, and why don't you try that too? And all of these things are factoring into you just putting food on the table and you've got to do that three times a day plus snacks. That is exhausting. It's so tiring to have to make those kinds of decisions. And then your kid throws it on the floor and you're literally on the point of tears. Like, or maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. All I can say is that when I have worked really hard all day on like coaching and then trying to make sure that my kids have a fulfilling and enriching childhood and then I'm exhausted and I put food on the table and I have done my very best to make something that is healthy and nutrient dense and all of this stuff and my child looks at me and will take one bite and then maybe throw it on the floor it makes me want to throw myself off of a cliff and let's be honest let's be real real honest I know some of you have committed to diets where you don't even like the food that you're putting on the table but somehow you've got to like put on your best award-winning performance 
to convince your children that it is in fact delicious to eat cat food. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, we're, we're exhausted and we're just trying to do our best and trying to be healthy. And we're trying to juggle a partner and kids and a home and all of this stuff. And it is so exhausting. So what, what do we even do about it? Like, how do we combat the decision fatigue so that we can actually have the mental energy and space to work on our health from a point where it feels like fun and not just another chore or another item that's got, you know, a thousand decisions to make behind it. There's this concept from James Clear's book called Atomic Habits. You've heard me talk about it before on the podcast because I love it. But he talks about making good habits frictionless, or I think he says frictionless. Maybe I just heard that in a sitcom recently. But anyway, we want it to be frictionless, meaning that it's not like every single decision is taking a lot out of you to make it. In fact, a lot of things don't feel like decisions at all because you make the decision one time and then it's just on repeat. Let me give you an example. In a recent podcast, I talked about how I was dealing with nutrition now postpartum because I did not have the mental capacity to be planning so many different meals. And I stand by that. I still don't have that mental capacity. So here's what I've done. I eat the same thing for breakfast every single day, and I eat the same thing for lunch every single day. My son and my husband have two options for breakfast and for their lunches, and that is what we are rolling with because mom cannot be bothered to be making a thousand different breakfasts within a seven-day period. I just cannot, and I will not be making a thousand different lunch options. So I have got them on repeat, and thankfully I don't get any complaints out of them to speak of. So that's how I am helping with decision fatigue. I know exactly what we are having for breakfast and lunch every single day because those are the options, and those have been the options for the last three weeks, and they're going to continue to be the options until we do get tired of them, and then I'll pick another fixation food. There will be another food option rotation, I guess, for breakfast and lunches, and then we'll repeat that for like three, four weeks. That is how I'm removing decision fatigue. And maybe that's not your cup of tea, but it has saved me when it comes to food. When it comes to dinners, we have just four a week that I'm making and I make double batches. So one dinner will last us for two days. So really all I have to do is focus on maybe six to eight things a week between like three different options between breakfast and lunches and then having four different dinners, it's really not that bad. And I do have the mental capacity for that. And with exercise, this is going to take a little bit of pre-planning, but it will save you the entire week. I'm going to want you to schedule your workouts, however you need to schedule it, whether it's by like during the first nap or after kids go to bed or before kids wake up, whatever, schedule it on your calendar for a specific time every day, if you can, the same time would be ideal because then we're not worrying about what day it is and when the workout fits in today. No, we know every day at this time we do the workout. You're going to schedule it, okay? It is an appointment that cannot be missed and you are going to plan out what you are doing every single day, okay? It's not just gonna be like you wake up, it's 5 a.m., you're supposed to work out, and you're just now figuring out what it is that you're going to do. Absolutely not. 5 a.m. is a god-awful time to be figuring out what you're going to do for your workout that day. No, no. Nay, nay. We are planning on our Sundays or Saturdays, whatever, the week that's coming up, 
what you're going to do on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every single day. You can make that as general or as specific as you want. It can be, you know, cardio or strength. You can get more specific. You can say, okay, on strength day on Tuesday, we're doing arms or upper body. On strength day on Thursday, we're doing legs or lower body. Like you can get more specific and the more specific you get, the better. And then if you want to be really extra and you really want to make it easy on yourself, write down the exercises that you're going to be doing. Or if you're going to follow a video, girl, you better have that video pulled up on your YouTube and on a playlist. Like make a little playlist. It's free. Put in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, and have your videos saved to that playlist so that you know on Tuesday all you got to do is drag your butt out of bed, get on your mat, and press play. Now, I will give you the caveat. That is not as specific as I would like as a fitness coach. I would like you to be way more specific when it comes to meeting your fitness goals because YouTube videos are generally not very specific, right? They're trying to appeal to a wide range of people because they want to have lots of subscribers. But if it's enough to get you in the habit of moving and it's an, it's better than nothing, do it. Just do it, okay? And if you have more specific questions, my DMs are always open. And if you have had these questions for a while, I do not know why you haven't sent me a message, but please do. They literally are always open. I give out free advice all the time all the time because I really want to see every mom succeed. And so if you're not sure and like putting on random YouTube videos is just not doing it for you, just shoot me a message. Just, just talk to me. Okay. Let me help you reduce your decision fatigue. This is what I do for my clients. And this is why they're able to be consistent because they already know what they're going to do. And they're able to see results because what I have planned for them is what's going to get them to the goal that they have in mind, right? So I think that's going to be it on decision fatigue today. This is already going a little bit long. I feel like there's so much more that could be said about this topic, but I'm not trying to add or increase your mental load. I'm trying to decrease it. So just quick summary for you. You're going to get so simple with your meals, girl, like breakfast and lunches, try and keep them about the same every single day. If you can, if you can't, limit yourself to a couple different options. And then for your dinners, double up, plan just like four a week, maybe three a week if you want to go out to eat one night. And then for your exercises, you're going to take like an hour, just one day on your weekend and plan out the next week. And I want you to be anal about it. I really do. Because one, one hour of being a real type A girly is going to save you a lot of mental anguish during the next week, especially if you're doing those early morning workouts and your brain is struggling to wake up. Okay. So that's it for today. If you can relate to this, I would love it if you would share this on social media. The podcast finally hit over 500 downloads, which is very exciting. I love that you're all here. Um, and if you have any requests, be sure to hit me up. If you haven't already connected with me on social media, my handles on TikTok, Instagram, and threads is sarahkelly.co. That's Sarah with an H, Kelly with an E-Y dot C-O. Again, yes, I am on threads, but no, I am not posting a ton of specific fitness content over there. That's literally just if you want all the behind the scenes, um, day-to-day life, random thoughts that I have. So uh, we get a little unhinged on threads, although I could be posting there more, to be honest. I'm just kind of like, I've been turned off since getting sick, but excited to be jumping back into things and I'm excited to be chatting with you guys 
more. So until the next podcast, enjoy your coffee, reheat it if you need to, and I'll talk to you in the DMs.